You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Monster Defense and Michael Panda. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Monster Deface, and this is the Fortnite Podcast. We got Life with Panda joining us once again for this episode. Panda, what's up, bro? Hey, not much, man. What's going on with you? Everything's good, man. Been a busy, busy month kicking into the brand new 2021 year, and I just want to hope that or announce to all you guys, I hope you all have been having the great time as well leading into the new year. We all know that 2020 was a crazy one. Let's put it behind us and get to this new year. Um, I'm ready for it. Oh, I'm ready for it too, man. But you know, no new year comes without its uh, drama, of course, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But man, oh man, on 2021, I, I personally said it. Not as the stereotypical Twitter posts, but like I, I really want 2021 to be the year that I do something big. I'm not quite sure what it's going to be yet, um, but I already have some things in the works that I'm working on. 2021 is going to be a massive year uh, for for myself, and I know for Monster D faced with all what he's got going on. So tell tell a little bit about what's going on. Ah, uh, we'll we'll save that for a little later. But like you said, <laughs> the new year definitely comes with the new issues and. As judging by this title, I'm sure you guys have seen that we have some stuff to talk about. So I want to welcome you guys back to this episode here for the Fortnite podcast. And let's hop right into it, man. Let's kick it off with, uh, let's switch the gears. Let's talk about some positive things. I want to commend Booga for re-signing to Team Sentinels. Listen, mm -hmm. Booga won the Fortnite World Cup. We all know it, Life of Panda. And he didn't have to stay on this team. Like, Sentinels was a... Uh, you know, they were like a fly on the wall at the World Cup, right? All things considering, yeah. they were a very small org. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree. And it kind of goes back to what we talked about, right? When we talked about brand loyalty and being loyal to your organization. Yes. Booga has been loyal. He's been at the top of the food chain and has not left Sentinels. That tells you something, man. And that that's why I really wanted to make sure that we we got on here. We gave him all the proper shout-outs that he deserves for, again, just sticking with the team. And, man, helping Sentinels really become a Tier 1 organization with him included, of course, onto the roster. I, I really do feel like it's so overlooked that players don't give the orgs a chance. And, you know, all business considering, why should they, right? They don't, they don't have to have loyalty. But Sentinels is one of the few orgs that actually managed to, I guess, do something right behind the scenes because... Booga decided to stick around, and he's gonna he's gonna be a part of their team. So he's probably yeah. collecting a serious bag, but he's also probably bringing in a serious bag as far as the sponsors go for Sentinels. So that's pretty cool. A team that I feel like in Fortnite that is struggling though is Cloud Nine Panda. Mm -hmm. Break this news for the community because I'm just gonna preface this with saying Cloud Nine has done this before. Go ahead. All right, so Cloud Nine comes out. Um, last week sometime and is basically like to the Fortnite manager they're like hey you need to schedule a meeting with chap and vivid and and imaginably like chap and vivid are confused they're like okay well what's going on and the meeting comes the next day chap and vivid find out they are dropped by the Fortnite manager the Fortnite manager had no clue what was going on with cloud nine all he was told is it was for visibility so they didn't drop the rest of their team so they still have a few other players um, still on Cloud9 that are representing Fortnite. But like Monster said, this isn't the first time they've done this. So now Chap and Vivid both have been dropped from C9 
for quote unquote visibility reasons. We don't really know what that means, but Monster, let's talk about the past, man. Like this is not the first time Cloud9's done this. Yeah, Cloud9 actually had a really interesting roster pickup for NA. And then one of the first teams to jump into the LATAM, the Hispanic community, and sign an entire Hispanic roster, which by the way, they never once introduced or you know told their NA players of. So most of the NA player base was actually unaware completely unaware that there was even a cloud nine roster until like the world cup when people started qualifying and things started really buzzing up so um talk about lack of communication there were miscommunication somewhere along yeah. the way and now having cloud nine just just up and straight drop a team um it, it's insane because you drop players that a like are absolutely beloved by the community. Like Vivid is one of the most stand-up guys, super cool. He, we actually had Vivid on the Fortnite podcast before he signed to Team Liquid as one of our first ever major uh, interviews to break. And we we released that in video form, I believe, and here on the podcast. Go way back, guys. You guys can check it out. But yeah. think about it. Back then, we're talking to Vivid. And like I'm asking him, again, pre-him team signing to Team Liquid, I'm like, yo, are you going to TSM? Or are you going here? Or are you going there? And offline he told me like yeah what do you think about these orgs you know because we, we had a we had a friendly discussion about orgs and i was like yo man the thing about liquid is that you know liquid strives for excellence like look at their roster they only sign like winners right so if you want to be on a team that is purely focused on winning that's this if you're looking at tsm like tsm's like content so it's like what do you want to achieve and it's crazy he decided to go with team liquid he had a great run with team liquid and in his post talking about how he was dropped from Cloud9, he actually he actually shouted out Liquid. He was like, hey, man, hopefully this isn't too late to say, but you guys treated us so good because now he's seen the other side of the fence. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has. And he didn't mention this in his statement publicly. He's like, honestly, through all this, shout out Team Liquid because the way that Liquid treated him uh, was like gold. I mean, he really treated him uh, very special. And it's kind of weird to me when it comes to this whole situation, right? So Cloud9 drops Chap and Vivid, but they leave like Avery and some of these other pro players because they're doing well. But in, in reality, at least in my opinion, right? If you're looking from a business perspective, you're looking at the numbers on paper, Chap and Vivid provide more value in my eyes as a, like, as a business and to a brand than maybe an Avery would. Cause like, when is Avery gonna really be able to provide something special for an organization? Yeah, I mean, and this is not to shout down Avery. We're just talking like player status, right? But that also comes with, dude, maybe they were just getting paid a lot. And you got to think of it as a ROI, right? Like what return of investment are we getting? Like we were, you know, like think about when's the last time you've seen Vivid popping off. He's really not in the comp scene like that. Same with Chap. Like Chap, uh, actually, I take it back. Chap is like very much active and proactive with trying to pursue it. But Vivid yeah. really wasn't. So it still, it still does, you know, kind of, throw me for a loop like man to see them just kind of drop um chap included right we're talking a lot about vivid here because vivid was one of the only ones who released a full statement and honestly i want to drop his word for word um about how he showed appreciation for team liquid and here's what vivid said in his own words this whole situation has made me appreciate you guys over at team liquid so much more no offense to c9 but it genuinely broke my heart to leave team liquid because i know what kind of people are at liquid and I genuinely saw myself spending what could have been the rest of my life there. And there's a whole long, again, just like rant slash post he puts up to talk about his position. And at the end of it, this is something that's really cool. He talked about he will not play pro Fortnite without being signed to a team, but he will pursue potential casting 
or analyst work for uh, the Fortnite space. And I DM'd him immediately, man. I was like, listen, baby, do you want to do it? He got back to me right away, man. Uh, I think he's That's serious. Big. It's so cool, dude. Uh, so I think we might see another pro like step into the ranks of like just getting into the talent space, you know? You know, and that's going to be awesome, right? You look at Vivid. Vivid's such a talented personality. Uh, he would make uh, for something special when it comes to the casting stage, too. But last thing on Cloud9, real quick. And we talked about, like, loyalty to an organization, right? For weeks. Uh, many podcasts, we've talked about it. But now you see Cloud9, you see the other end of the spectrum, right? Where Cloud9 just dropped them for, for barely anything or barely any kind of reasoning. That's public, of course. And it makes you wonder. It's like, this is this could be why players don't feel like they should be loyal to an organization because they feel like, you know what? And this really doesn't help the situation. But true, it's like, you know what? Uh, an organization could just drop me anytime they want and they could just claim its visibility. So I don't know. I, that's just my kind of like last take on it. But on, vivid on the casting stage, that's going to be something special. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sick. I mean, let's get another big mine up here and see what kind of value you can bring to the table. But to, to kind of round this one out, one more thing to think about is, all right, obviously the Fortnite pro community, they, they went up in flames. Like, everyone's upset. It's now called the C9 Classic to get dropped off a team. So, yeah. like, you know, it became a meme here. Um, But what I wanted to bring up was that the pros that are still on the C9 roster – they were like taking jabs back at Vivid and Chap. So I don't know if there's behind the scene animosity there or what was going on, but they weren't happy that their org was being, you know, frowned upon, looked down or clowned on uh, because then that same night they went to go play trios as a full Cloud9 team. And he had, you know, you saw Nas tweet or mm -hmm. whoever ended up tweeting, they was like playing with C9 this, C9 that, and C9 this. And I was just like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? So just again, drama, drama, drama. Cloud9 yeah. kicked this all off. Uh, so starting off the new year, very interesting already. And just talking about like drama and people having issues, another person that relatively keeps his head down for the most part and just does his own <laughs> thing, Mars OW has gotten like, the, the whole community turned against him for some reason. Okay, I, I think this is not stopped, right? Because he's that arena grinder. He's the one that always is at the top um, when it comes to arena points. And people will make up accusations, etc. Even though he clearly streams everything that he yeah, does. Yeah, I mean they're the still they're literally still picking on him, talking about no, nah, he's account sharing. There's no way he has that yeah, many points. Exactly. Like I mean, he literally streams it. But you know what? Besides that, right? Marzo W has always kind of gotten that animosity from the community, and it's definitely not warranted, right? And I, and I think he even proved people wrong. There was there was some kind of like um, it wasn't like an FNCS. Uh, level but it was a, a pretty competitive tournament that was hosted late last year and he won no it and was it was i'm pretty sure it was the fncs and that's why uh fortnite competitive tweeted him out remember and then oh, that, that's where right. that's where like he really blew up because not only was he yeah well not only was the arena grinding uh which put him on the map like 100,000 first and 100,000 arena points but then he yeah. goes and wins a tournament so it, it became a really big deal and since then he's he's grown tremendously with that pure shout out from fn competitive yeah, I mean, and so it did, like, elevate what he was doing. But Marzo W, I don't even see him really getting into a bunch of negative and negativity and, like, hate. And, like, he really does kind of just keep his head down and keeps moving. Uh, but props to him, man. I think he just passed 150,000 arena points, which is insane. 
Like, I'm, that is a grind for sure. Because look, I, I'm sitting here casually playing arena and only playing arena. And I'm, I haven't even gotten a champs yet. That's my fault. But that's just me casually <laughs> playing. Hey, so man, I, I can I, only imagine 150,000 points. I was going to say, I'm right with you on the no champ grind. I'm sure 99.9999% of our podcast listening is right with us on the <laughs> we're not champs grind right now. Um, and if you are a chance, hey, shoot me a message on Twitter. Prove it. Let me see. But uh, yeah, <laughs> let, let's talk about this. So another thing about Mars, and we never brought this up before, but now that we're, we're on the topic of Mars, he actually has blocked most of the Fortnite pros. Do you know that? Yeah, I did see something about that. And everybody's like, oh, he blocked me for no reason, this, that, and the third. So but so let, here's here's my real. question. Um, and, and everyone at home, this is something to just think about, right? Like, Whose business is it for anyone to say who Mars wants in his life, right? Like, mm -hmm. straight up, like, if he wants to block you, unfollow you, or he's literally just removing toxicity or stuff that he's not interested in. And I kind of respect him for not really caring about other people's perspective. Yeah, I mean, I applaud it too, man. You I mean, he doesn't follow me on Twitter. I'm not, I'm not butthurt, you know? He <laughs> yeah, really exactly. doesn't, like... <laughs> If you don't like, if you don't want to see negativity, block people. Like there are people that I have blocked that it's because I just don't like their mannerisms and their attitude, and I don't want to see their posts all the time. So I I can imagine why Mars OW would want to block some people, especially when there's been a lot of negativity around him just playing arena. Yeah, and there you have it. But hey, he is a champion now, so you have to respect him and hate it or love it. Mm -hmm. He's having a lot of success streaming his arena runs. Uh, and talk about someone who's having success lately, but for some reason continues to get picked on. We're going to hop back to Booga. Booga this week has gotten into what feels like a behind-the-scenes, long-drawn-out drama. Apparently being targeted by the pro community as well, uh, being stream-sniped. and the, what, the only way I could call this is like just the community hating on his success. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree. Even Zayt tweeted out last night saying, there is a clique of gamers who want to bring Booga down because of his success. They will spread rumors, um, and no streamer shouldn't have to deal with this childish stuff. Kanata and Booga need to just stop the drama, and bo uh, they're both great players. So here's the thing, right? I've always seen the, the issues with Kanata and Booga, right? And a lot of it stems from, like, Stark Industry and, and Kanata feeling like he was grief. Right. But... Like, is that really why you're going to beef this hard for this long? That season's over. Stark Industry is gone. <laughs> it is not here anymore. And Kanata made his return, actually, to YouTube today, if not mistaken, right now, going live, as we're talking about at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. But Kanata's coming back, so he needs to make sure that he's being smart about his brand. I know he's potentially announcing an organization today, too. So if, if he wants to be on top and stay uh, a, a, pro, a prolific name in the Fortnite scene, he needs to make sure that he's not getting into too much drama, especially not unnecessary drama with Booga. Yeah, and just talk about how this drama kind of starts to spiral out. Um, Booga's dad jumps in and come on, like, when, when you, when, you know, like, I, I just want to say, like, as a parent, someone who's in that role, you're gonna protect your your little one, right? Your child. And, hey, he's he's on social media. He's going toe to toe with the pros. He's responding. He's talking about, hey, you know, um, like listen, if if your goal is to win championships, like stop beefing with my kid. Like if anything, honestly, working together is gonna you know elevate this whole thing. And 
you know, there's there's a bunch of different sides, and he's just calling people out straight up, like, hey, you're lying, right? Like, don't spin the yeah. narrative. Like, if you're you're griefing, you're stream sniping, like, we know it, right? So, crazy to have his his dad hop in this whole mix, but it's uh it's gotten pretty interesting. Now we haven't heard Booga's perspective, right? He hasn't spoken up. I don't think he's really said anything. From what we know, mm-hmm. it's just basically from his live stream reactions and you know the internal pro community kind of sharing uh, what's going on behind the scenes but he's done a really good job of just not forward facing this outwards to his following at least it's mainly yeah. coming from the outskirts but we know it's very much real if his dad's involved right so this is you know now it's seeping into like the at-home life right like uh, you can yeah. imagine it's stress no without a doubt and i mean like like Buga's done a really good job of keeping his brand pretty clean even though people come at him that's not really going to reflect on his brand especially when other brands are looking for him or looking at him for brand deals. So I think he's done a really good job of kind of keeping that off his timeline and, and keeping it off of or out of uh, sight for his following. But I will say, like, regardless of what happens behind the scenes, you can't say that these pros aren't coming out and saying all this stuff because they're not jealous, at least to some extent, of his success. He's been so consistent since before World Cup. Like, this isn't even just about World Cup. Buga has been one of the most consistent Fortnite players in the scene for the longest time. Placed, what, second in FNCS this past round? I think second in second or third in FNCS before. Like, he is consistently showing up no matter what the circumstance and proving other people wrong that, hey, guess what? He's still a top-tier player, even though sometimes it feels like they're not necessarily giving him the credit for it. Yeah, I feel that. And just talk about stresses, man. We, uh... We have a pretty, pretty big stress being thrown over the community right now. And this is one that no one saw coming. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys may be familiar with how scrimming in the community works, but maybe not how much of it is behind the scenes dependent on third-party resources and tools. Um, there's a tool out there called the Mayhem Client that like, literally the entire North American slash European region literally legit depends on to keep the ladder system and the comp system running behind the scenes and they were acquired by niantic niantic is the people that owns pokemon go they're all about this ar right like yeah like is it ar i guess not virtual yeah. reality but i don't know No, yeah ar is uh, artificial reality right so it's the the concept of of creating something in your current environment through a device yeah so like we have we have niantic basically has acquired the Mayhem client and Mayhem announced that in 30 days they are shutting down the client. This is this is a huge, huge blow, guys. What this means for the Fortnite community is that we are now basically out of the most popular and reliable tool for creating the scrim system behind the scenes. This is like a setback that sets us back years now. So the real question is, will there be someone who can step up and kind of fill the void here? Will we be able to find a new system to take its place? You guys know that I run the open scrims and practice server. We've already been, again, working on some stuff behind the scenes because we did realize that, or I realized personally that we had a little too much of our business reliant onto, uh, you know, basically too many marbles in one basket. This is a perfect situation where, where uh, you know, time to compare it to that saying, too many marbles in one basket. You do not want to play that kind of card. And, th- and that's why uh, we started working on something just a couple months ago. But for the mayhem to, again, just kind of hit us all by surprise, it's really set us back. But here we are, man. The scrims community, I think, is gonna, I think it's going to turn upside down for a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. I feel like we have like 60 days, though, to like 
come out with something and for people to step up and find solutions. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you know, it is crazy. Like, people really don't realize how big of a deal Mayhem is closing. I've seen some people on, on socials kind of, like, just brush it off. Like, like oh, act like, yeah, yeah act like it's else. nothing. Like, right. But in reality, this is huge. And it's kind of crazy that they're not even, like, leaving any kind of, like, toolkits or bare-bones stuff for creators to kind of build off of. Uh, because this this was not only used by like Monster D face, Prax server, etc., and and uh, open scrims, but used by a majority of tournament um, companies. Like I imagine, like I've done and casted uh, different events, and we've used Mayhem to track our yeah. scoring. So that that could make or cause a huge impact on any type of uh, tournaments that are going community-facing outside yeah, like, of the actual Fortnite realm. Like all of them, as of right now. Anything with a big funnel, large funnel, this tool just disappearing and no source or no uh, support being left behind is, again, I can only, uh, you know, really compare it to, like, we're just taking a, a big step backwards, right? Uh, so, and the crazy part is, you, you talk about how, you know, we use it and we're one of the biggest, uh, I guess, clients, right, of the Mayhem. We were their day zero partners actually at the start we actually helped them uh kind of build out their feature list you know they kind of catered to our needs as they grew they grew alongside us and we grew with them um and it it does pain a little bit to have them you know not even give us a soft heads up that they were going to disappear I'm not gonna lie it was like a little bit of a stab but um here we are man so time to time to start working work really hard and hopefully we can fill in the void here because um man scrims are important Right, scrims are yeah. very important. They're a, a core part of keeping players around, building communities, and have really what allowed Fortnite to stand out. Right, is that the community runs the practice, and that's one of the uh, it's one of the cool parts. One of the difference about uh, you know Epic Games as a comp game versus other titles, I guess. Right, is that this is very much in the community's hands, and it gives everyone an opportunity to kind of grow off of it. Talking about that though, we have had some other scrims. This same week hit a bit of a shamble situation. Our friends, Connor, got into, I guess, a little bit of a, a clash with Zayt. Panda, why don't you break down like what happens between Connor, pro player Connor, and pro player Zayt? Yes. Yeah, so uh, if you all don't know, uh, Connor started what was called the admin scrims uh, about a month back. And it was like a fun little way to scrim. Uh, they were doing it through uh, a sub-only Discord. Like, you had to be subbed to, I believe, Connor's channel to get access to this. But it was huge. Uh, it was well over 1,000 people in the Discord, uh, always having people uh, ready for scrims, etc. And it was running pretty consistently until Zate decided to run uh, his own version of that with Stretch and one other player, I can't remember off the top of my Saf. head. Saf, that's right. So Zayt, Saf, I don't know how I forgot that. <laughs> and, uh, and Stretch, uh, if you're subbed to any of those three channels, you now have access to this uh, Discord that allows you to scrim with them. So immediately, Connor felt uh, offended, felt like it was a direct attack. But fortunately, they were able to work it out. It does look like they, were, they have resolved it behind the scenes. And uh, officially, admin scrims is no more. As of last night, Connor has deleted the Discord. It is done because the focus is going to be on the Zate, Saf, and Stretch uh, scrims that are going on over there for the open community. Other than, you know, open scrims and everything they're doing. 
Yeah, and, and again, it's two separate entities, right? Like, Zayt was one of the pioneers, and, and honestly, he is the grandfather of Fortnite competitive as on a community level um, back to the early days of when we used to Q-snipe one another, right? Before customs even became a thing. Yeah. That's how the practice server was birthed. It was way back then. It was literally because we want to practice, right? So it's uh, it's, yeah. it's about as basic and, and fundamental as it got with the, the core of why we created this whole thing. So to see Connor, who's an admin in the practice server, Zay, who's definitely, you know, the, the, what we call the, you know, one of the, one of the head faces of the prac scene, right? Uh, go toe to toes. It's definitely unfortunate. Uh, a lot of miscommunication there. Zay did come out and publicly state as well. Like, hey, listen, Connor, you know, I would never do this to try and like hurt you or anything. I know it looks kind of, you know, crazy because we're doing it at the same yeah. time. But he's just like, yo, man, like I'm doing it because I want the best practice. You got to think about it. All Zay cares about is facilitating his skill to be the best it could possibly be because he's winning tournaments. We're talking about someone whose only goal is to win. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, so I to say at least get him into the streaming stage and whatnot. Uh, but there, there were a couple conflicts, right? Uh, which, which I, at that point had to jump in and kind of mediate. I was like, listen, Zay, I don't care what you do on your personal channel. If you want to, you know, have people pay to enter in and, and do whatever you're doing, but what you're not going to do is you're not going to, use that to then undermine the scrim system that we created because at a grassroots base level we've always been a free-to-play service and we've always offered the best competitive practice for free so yes yeah. you can do stuff on your personal brand do that all you want create a whole new system i don't care but you know what is the practice server in the open scrims let's keep it free let's keep it accessible to all and let's make the great experiences for everyone that's why we do this that's why we started it personal gain aside that also branched us into releasing what is now the solo spotlight, which I was like, you know what? I'm going to show you guys how to do it. Let's add value. <laughs> let's make it free and let's make it big. And then we released the solo spotlight. Um, I'll let you, I'll let you kind of explain the solo spotlight, Panda. You got to play in it. Let's talk about your experience and then I'll tell everyone uh, what it's all about and how they can get involved. No, absolutely, man. So I had the opportunity to play in the solo spotlight the other day and personally had Monster D face cast over my gameplay yes, on his sir. channel which was so much fun honestly uh, it's a really cool system that is set up to bring a spotlight to people in the community so if you play in this and you win the game doesn't matter how many eliminations etc but you win the match get that victory royale you get shouted out by monster deface himself just make sure you got a camera on man because you don't <laughs> got a camera you're gonna hear about it yeah, yeah, I get pretty angry, but no, we, we've been having fun. So, guys, all of you guys at home, this is for every single region, EU, NA East, NA West. What I do is I pick a day. So follow me on Twitter. It's probably the best way for you to keep up the info, but we, <laughs> we pick a day, we pick a region, we pick a time. I try to obviously optimize the time to be for when the most players are coming home. Usually that's around just after school hours, after work hours, and then we'll run what we call the solo spotlight. It's a solo 100-man lobby where I log in with the spectator client and live stream and live commentate over the game. And we bring the World Cup vibes. We have the crowd ambience. It is so much fun. It's almost like theatrics meets professional casting. Like we literally have created such a special environment. Um, and the best part about it, it's an amateur track. We have a lot of up-and-coming players. We do let the pros in very moderately, but we really wanted to make this platform for people to, um, you know, just grow and find a, a newfound opportunity either, you know, with via the shout outs or the YouTube content that's coming afterwards. But most importantly, in that moment, right, with the community, really sit down and uh, play on what feels like the biggest stage in the world. And that's the environment. That's what we're trying to emulate here. Um, and to that point, 
the it's a bit of a raffle, right? It's a bit mm-hmm. of a raffle. So you're not guaranteed to get in the game. If 1,000 people are queuing up, you basically have a 1 in 10 chance to make a round. We run five rounds a day, and I'm doing it for the entire month of January. All contributions that we get in through the live stream, I'm actually giving back and donating back in the form of a charity tournament. So at the end, we'll grab a bunch of the champions. We'll invite them all to a, a grand final stage, and then we're going to we're gonna basically throw a dope tournament and produce it. But um, the Soul Spotlight, man crazy ideas i'd be having i'm not afraid to you know get out there like yeah let's try it yeah man and honestly it's a lot of fun to watch like from from a consumer standpoint pulling up your stream watching you cast over people it, it really makes it feel like you're watching a tournament and it, and it brings like it, while it's not necessarily the same level of production of course it is still almost there like and it's literally monster doing it by himself with a little bit of help behind the scenes like he's casting over everything by and, and himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's literally in the spectator client, moving everything, picking the players to watch. Like you're killing it, man. I really enjoy it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It takes a lot of energy. Uh, just <laughs> running, basically the the full mini production I got going on and casting all in real time every single day. It's been it's been incredible. Today we did EU. Um, you know the concurrents are up right now. The subscribers are up. Like. It is really a great experience. I want to encourage you guys to come check it out. Talk about people doing like really cool stuff. I want to give a shout out to Arab and his Brand Risk podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you guys may or may not know of your fellow Arab. He's a Fortnite pro player who has recently really dived deep into the content side of things. Um, and he prides himself in his comedic efforts on social media. So he's, he's all about um, just edgy comedy and know cultivating the, the right vibes but he's a hard worker and that's what i love most about him what i wanted to say is first off thanks to arab for allowing me to jump on the brand rest podcast i really got to deep dive about you know and talk about me but most importantly what i wanted to bring up is that he just had a featured guest team star on his podcast which i just thought is just like a cool kind of situation so i got to listen to the whole podcast he's doing great stuff over there and if you guys haven't heard my episode on there go check it out but again, if you guys also haven't just seen some of the features that he's pulling out and whatnot, it's not really Fortnite related. He's just a Fortnite player doing some, you know, really cool stuff behind the scenes on, on the esports scene. Check that man out. But Panda, we're about wrapping up today's episode. I want to give you the floor to shout yourself out and let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely, man. You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash life with Panda. And hey, listen, if you got questions about what's going on, you got some news that you want to share within the Fortnite community that maybe we don't know, shoot me a DM on Twitter. It's LifeWPanda on Twitter. I'll be more than happy to answer any of those questions, take in any of that news so we can share it on the Fortnite podcast here. That's right. We're always trying to break what's good, what's fun, and obviously some of that drama that comes along with it does make for some interesting topics to touch on. Today's episode, though, is coming to a close, y'all. Don't forget to send all of your complaints to myself at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. And again, my handles are at MonsterDeface across everything. For the entire month of January, y'all, we are running the solo spotlight. Get involved, man. Get involved. Um, I do encourage you. I think you will have a great, great time. But until next time, y'all, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.